Welcome to the Joey Mitchell Podcast. Celebrity Interviews. Joey's been broadcasting his radio show throughout California for over 51 years and has interviewed hundreds of celebrities. Most of these interviews have only aired once. Now, he's decided to share them once again. Every week, a new celebrity with a behind-the-scenes peek into what happened before and after the interview. So sit back, relax, and get set to travel back in time. Here's Joey. Thanks, Todd, and welcome to another edition of Celebrity Interviews with me, Joey Mitchell. I really appreciate the fact you tuned in. And if you do me a favor, if you like this episode or any of the others I've done, please tell your friends, because there's so many podcasts. I need all the help I can get to let people know what we're doing here. Today's episode features an interview I did with Fabian. Now, I was aware of Fabian as a teen idol ever since I was a kid. So when his son decided to open a restaurant right here in Sacramento and call it Fabian's, I was delighted to have the star on my show. It didn't take long for us to hit it off. And the result was what I feel is a really honest and entertaining interview with the former teen idol. Now, Fabian's story is a unique journey into an entertainment career he never really wanted or sought he was born Fabian Anthony Forte on February the 6th, 1943. He's the son of Josephine and Dominic Forte. His dad was a Philadelphia police officer, and he's the eldest of three brothers. Grew up in South Philly's lower Moyamensing neighborhood. Now, Forte was discovered in 57 by a guy named Bob Marcucci. He and Peter DeAngelis were owners of Chancellor Records. At the time, record producers were looking to the South Philadelphia neighborhoods in search of teen talents with good looks. That's where Frankie Avalon came from and Bobby Rydell. And they just figured they'd have luck with a lot more kids if they just... Well, Bob was a friend of Fabian's next door neighbor. So one day Fabian's father has a heart attack. And while he's being taken away in an ambulance, Marcucci spots Fabian. And Fabian later told me, he kept staring at me and looking at me, and I had a crew cut, but this was the day of Ricky Nelson and Elvis. So he comes up and says to me, so if you're ever interested in the rock and roll business, and he hands me this card. Now, I look at this guy like he was out of his mind. I told him, leave me alone. I'm worried about my dad. Well, when Fabian's father returned from the hospital, he was unable to work. So when Bob persisted, Fabian and his family were now okay with it, and he agreed to record a single. He said they gave me a pompadour and some clothes and those stupid white bucks, recall Fabian, and out I went. He was the right look and right for what they were looking for. Fabian was given an allowance from the record company of 30 bucks a week. That's about 276 bucks nowadays. He also kept working part-time at a pharmacy as well as studying at high school while practicing his singing. Fabian later said, I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew my goal, you know, to try and make extra money. That meant a lot to our family. So I rehearsed and rehearsed and I really felt like a fish out of water. And we made a record and it was horrible. Yet it got on the radio for some reason. The song was Shivers, which was a local hit in Chicago. That helped Fabian meet Dick Clark, who agreed to try Fabian at one of Clark's record hops, where singers would perform to teen audiences. Well, Fabian lip-synced to a song, and Clark wrote, The little girls at the hop went wild. They started screaming and yelling for this guy who didn't do a thing but stand there. <laughs> Dick said, I've never seen anything like it. He told Bob Marcucci, you got a hit. He's a star. Now all you have to do is teach him how to sing. 
Clark eventually put Fabian on American Bandstand, where he sang I'm in Love. And Fabian later admitted that song wasn't good either. But the response, they told me, was overwhelming. He said, I had no idea all during this period I was doing record hops, not getting paid for it, but for the record company promotions, just lip syncing to my records. And the response was really good. Then Bob gave Fabian a song called I'm a Man, not the Bo Diddley hit, which Fabian later said he liked a lot and was really comfortable with it. He said it was giving me more experience, but I still kind of felt like a fish out of water. Well, Marcucci heavily promoted Fabian's next single, Turn Me Loose. That's the one I really remember, using a series of advertisements saying, Fabian is coming. Then, who is Fabian? Then finally, Fabian is here. It worked, and Turn Me Loose went into the top ten, peaking at number nine. His biggest hit, Tiger, reached number three on the U.S. charts and sold over one million copies, which meant it went gold. Well, in 1959, he was earning 250000 a year. That's about $2,219,000 nowadays. His career in music basically ended when he was 18, after he bought out his contract with Bob for 65000 bucks. Why? Well, he said he felt controlled. He felt like a puppet. He said in 74, it was frightening, like a three-year nightmare. He spent the next 13 years concentrating on acting. And when 20th Century Fox was enjoying casting teen idols like Elvis and Pat Boone, they decided to do the same thing with Fabian and signed him to a long-term contract. His first leading role was Hound Dog Man. Then High Time with Bean Crosby and North to Alaska with John Wayne. Fabian never became a film star, but he was in demand as an actor, appearing in episodes of series like The Virginian, Wagon Train, The Greatest Show on Earth, and The Eleventh Hour. Here's my interview with Fabian we recorded on 101.5 K-Hits. The man is sitting right across from me in the studio. Welcome to K-Hits. I'll tell you, good morning. It's nice to be here. Uh, you know, people my age are up this hour, and they sit around thinking, what happened? <laughs> you look terrific, man. Oh, bless you, you really I didn't that. know what to expect. What's he going to look like when he walks in? You oh, look the same. Man, it's amazing. My x-rays are bad, though. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'm looking at Fabian, and I can't believe it, in the studio with us. You got 13 on your baseball cap. What's that mean? Well, it's my lucky number. My uh, mother passed away uh, March 13th, 25 oh, years ago. Wow. And she's been my guardian angel ever since. That's amazing. Well, she was that way before, too. Yeah? Yeah. You say she saved your life. Horrendous accident doing a casino up in the de in Palm Desert. Uh, my daughter was in the car, my manager. These kids cut us off. We rolled four times. Wow. Uh, it was the worst thing that's physically ever happened to all of us uh my manager almost died we were beat up terribly but uh my mother got us through that's an amazing story man yeah, yeah. happier times you were on the of course american bandstand show one of the originals yeah with frankie avalon bobby rydell jimmy darren oh chubby God. checker that was live television you screwed up you screwed up live live and it was uh, nerve-wracking because you know i didn't know what the heck i was doing <laughs> when i first started out and uh, dick was a big help and uh the exposure was incredible it was very claustrophobic in that studio oh was it very a tiny small, place yeah Tiny. See, I was watching it. It looked huge. Yeah, well, they had a mirror, mirrors all around, made yeah. it look a lot bigger. And uh, 
Dick was very gracious. And uh, see, you couldn't get on. I couldn't get on that show without me being interviewed by him first. Oh, I see. And my first two records were pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, and but he put me on because he met me and interviewed me and talked to me. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, he liked me. Thank God. Yeah. And he put me on with those horrible records. And then I'm a man came on and he was thrilled that it was a good record because more Schumann and Doc Palmas wrote it. And uh, it was him. And then, you know, the Saturday night show was like, you know, it's Broadway. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it was, that was huge. And he put me on that show and uh, many times, not, you know, many, many times. He helped a lot of people, man. He helped all of us. I yeah. mean, I wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for Dick and, you know, a lot of other people. But, uh, but for, I mean, he was an innovator. You know, Bob Horn had the original show mm -hmm. and uh, he, had a problem with the law. <laughs> Dick Clark uh, took over American Bandstand. Dick Clark while was in Philly. upstate New York. He yeah. was a radio guy and good-looking guy, young yeah. and energetic, yeah. and took over. Yeah, that's great. I used to work for him in Southern California. Uh, we were talking I love the guy. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah, the guy. Yeah. Now, you, you went on to movies, and wow, what a movie career you had. Well, My favorite, The Longest Day. You were fabulous in that. Thank you. That was thank great. You. Uh, so I was in with 100,000 other people. But, yeah, but you had a big part. Yeah, but. I was lucky. And, you know, I worked with the greats, uh, John Wayne, Jimmy yeah. Stewart. I yeah. did two with Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. That was the highlight of my life working with that gentleman. I can imagine. And uh, Bing Crosby and, you know, talented people like Tuesday Weld and Jane Darwell and Peter Lorre. And, I mean, the list goes on and on and on and What'd on. you like more, the music thing with the girls screaming up? Uh, you're up on stage. I've well, seen see, the, the black and white of that. The girls screaming thing was an interesting thing. I'm very grateful, by the way. I mean, yeah, thank God. <laughs> But the reason I got into the business was to help my family out, and I really didn't know what I was doing. And I was told that if you have screaming people out there, you're yeah. doing well. Yeah. So I, I didn't take it as an ego thing. Uh, I took it as, hey, mom and dad, I'm I'm doing this okay. Everything's working out. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the black and white video of you. They introduce you. You come out on yeah. stage. These girls are going nuts. God bless them. Yeah, you that's know, great. It, 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 that's and it's happened, you know, look at the Beatles, look at uh, yeah. uh, Justin Bieber, is it? Yeah. It seems like a nice, nice young man. 15. You know, and I, I mean, it's, you know, it happened with Sinatra. Yeah. It happened with Valentino. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just but tradition. It happened to you, dude. That's yeah, so cool. I mean, yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> I see you. I saw you do a duet with Dean Martin. Yeah. And, yeah. and he refers to you as being 17. Were you 17 when you were on that show? Oh, sure. I had no I was 50, 14 and a half when I started. Holy man macro you know and that's uh, my grandson's age and he's a goofball and you're <laughs> on american bandstand already yeah i mean you know and then, then now there was a great man yeah. Dean martin yeah. he was very gracious to put me on the show and you know ed sullivan was a little wacko but he was good <laughs> <laughs> you know but he, he put me on the show you you went by the duke real quickly john wayne what was he like to work with what you saw is what you really got. that was him huh? i mean he was well I don't know if we have time, but he didn't, the, the show I did with the movie I did with him was called North to Alaska. Yeah. And I was under contract and he was under contract and he didn't want to do North to Alaska because he had all his money put into the Alamo. Oh. So we, he had to do it. He had to show up and do it. <laughs> and he'd written pages out and it was supposed to be a drama. And the Henry Hathaway was bright enough to make it into a, 
a little a bit of a comedy thing yeah, too at yeah. times, adventure comedy. And uh, the ironic thing was, is that uh, Lord Tolasa became a monster hit, <laughs> and poor Alamo didn't do that well. That, isn't that amazing? I mean, it was a great movie, Alamo. Yeah, don't yeah, get me wrong. Yeah. But ironic, though, isn't yeah. it? So he copped the attitude maybe of, no, on the not set? not an attitude with me. Okay. No, he was very professional. Yeah. But uh, you could just tell he didn't want to be tell, there. You could just tell. He was on the phone all the time talking to the Alamo people. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking to Fabian. He's in studio here with us. Now, why is Fabian in Sacramento? Oh, it's interesting. And we'll be back with that story right after this. Somebody I really admire, a guy I, I just watched uh, for years and years we'll on American Bass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Fabian. You remember him. A, a teen idol from the 50s and 60s. Hound Dog, Turn Me Loose, Tiger. We got Tiger coming up in a second. And, uh, now you're in town yep. because of family and because of a business. What's going on? Well, my son is creative in many areas. Uh, always the family. Mm-hmm. Always wanted to do a very good Italian restaurant mm-hmm. at the right price, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, my son said to me, "Dad, I want to do this, and what can I do?" I said, "What can I do?" And he said, "Well, I, I like your name. I want to call it Fabian's." Yeah. So it's been a family thing the whole life. He was brought up with looking at my mother's recipes framed on my wall ah. and it's a genetic thing about cooking in my family my my mom was one of the best cooks my father his mom wow he turned out to be a, a food lover yeah uh i'm a one pot guy I, I, <laughs> I cook everything in one pot and this is what the family always thought about doing so this is why we did it we love fair oaks so, ah. uh, my son his wife is embedded. Uh, her family's embedded in Fair Oaks. That's a it's, nice community. It's yeah. all. Well, it's a small town mm-hmm. feel, and this mm-hmm. is what my son wanted out of life. I live in a very small town in southwestern Pennsylvania. Her mom and dad uh, had an auto shop there for like 30 years. Uh, Sue uh, had a, a furniture store there. Mm-hmm. His wife was brought up there. My kids go to Catholic school there. They yeah. play soccer there. Yeah. Yeah. My father-in-law and even Christian plays soccer there. Every time I come, she, when you walk down around Fair Oaks, you say hello to somebody. They they say yeah. hello back. Isn't that amazing? When you're in New York, you say hello. He goes. <laughs> You're talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> I grew up in New York. The I know, man. Thing, the main thing is food. Yeah. And uh, everything is fresh. The chef makes the pasta every day fresh. Wow. The chicken broth is, is made fresh every day. It's, it's the way you would do it at home. And this is what my son wants. That's, this is what we want in a restaurant. You know, chains are chains. I'm not going to put them down. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? But you can't get this kind of thing uh, every day. Fabian's uh, Italian Bistro. And it's a fa- I'm, I, you know, I feel like I'm plugging a record. It's <laughs> Fabian's Italian Bistro.com. Mm-hmm. It's in Fair Oaks, Fair Oaks Boulevard, on the corner of Madison and Fair Oaks Boulevard. And the, the, we're there. The grand opening is Saturday. Saturday, what uh, time? 12 to 9. So folks can go and meet I'll you. I'll be there. All right. I'll be there. But the thing is, I just won't be there one day. Yeah. 
I've been in town all week. I come to this area four, five, six times a year. I didn't know I that. I have grandchildren here. Why didn't man? you tell me? <laughs> you know, we'll come back and see you again. Yeah. And uh, then, you know, when I, when I play up in Reno at the Legacy, uh, Hot August Nights, October yeah. 13th, of course, I'll be here for a week Great. or two. And come back, visit. Back, we'll do know, the show together. You know, and, yeah, but I like the area. All right. So you got to be there Saturday for the grand opening. Starts at noon, Fair Oaks and Madison. You want to see what the menu's like? It's www.fabiansitalianbistro.com. And uh, I understand you brought a gift certificate for us to give away. $50 for Woo! whoever, how you ever want to work it out with your your fans. That's We're going to do that in a couple yeah. of minutes. And yeah. uh, I can't thank you enough for being here this morning, man. I'll tell you, you're a nice guy. I thank you. you very much. No, I feel like I know you for years, (laughs) man. It's so cool. And your son, Christian, who's got movie star looks, this guy should be a movie star. I don't look in the mirror anymore. (laughs) Tell the story real quick. What happened to you? uh, Real quick, we're walking in the market in L.A., and, you know, (laughs) you girls used to look at me, and I'm walking down with my son, and these two little girls walk by, look right at him, and I go... Fabe, it's over. I passed the torch over. <laughs> Which song do you want, Tiger or How Dog Man? Uh, Tiger would be great. Tiger is coming yeah. up. Thank you for being with us, God man. God bless you. Thank you. You too. Right. Well, that's my talk with teen idol Fabian. I hope you enjoyed it and look forward to you joining me next week for another interview with a star on Celebrity Interviews with me, Joey Mitchell. Have a great day. That's all for today's episode of Celebrity Interviews with Joey Mitchell. Join us again next week for another well-known celebrity that most likely only aired once on Joey's show until now. Now you can subscribe to the podcast at patreon.com slash Joey Mitchell podcast. Patreon.com slash Joey Mitchell podcast. And you'll never miss an episode or extras only available to subscribers. Please visit and like Joey Mitchell's podcast on Facebook and tell us what you think. Thanks for listening.